It's the Avery Foss podcast. We're Avery Foss, and this is me, Elisha, and I am Phoebe. Imagine if I went like, "Hi, I'm Kimberly." Like I'm another person, <laughs> and just <laughs> and just pretend it doesn't happen, and just continue on. Yeah, just go along with it. Like, hi. Yeah, you could yeah. be Stephen, or you could be like Mark, or whatever, and I could be like a Kimberly oh, yeah. <laughs> or a Vivian, and we could just go along oh, with it. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, what, what do you think? What What do you think about that, Kim? How do you feel about that, Kim? <laughs> <laughs> no one would know. It <laughs> was so weird. If you're listening and you've been following uh, the episodes, you would know that. Um, the podcast and the band has been operating remotely um, for two years now, and largely due to the pandemic. And um, I am in Malaysia, and Elisha is still in Brunei. Um, congratulations, Brunei! You are finally out of the woods soon, very, very soon after yeah. four months. Is that of lockdown? I don't know. I don't remember. I lost count. To be honest, like okay. I'm I'm bad at numbers to for starters as a person as a human being. <laughs> yeah, you're not good at math. <laughs> like I counted, it's like I counted the first two months I think, and then after that I was like, okay, my brain doesn't have the capacity to count months anymore. That's just how bad I am with numbers. <laughs> uh, but I think you're right. Like four months. Yeah, I like think so. Four, yeah, four yeah. months. It started. Can't wait. Yeah. Can't wait. Yeah. Hopefully everything uh, maintains the way it is, I guess. And to just slowly move forward from that. Like, because mm-hmm. I mean, just yeah. trying to be as, as optimistic as possible. Like, yeah, but yeah, also trying fun. to be realistic in a sense. Like, <laughs> like you, I guess just try and not be too complacent like even though like things sure. are like that and definitely it's 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 hard um it's hard being a human <laughs> yeah. it's hard things. to be yeah. human oh lord <laughs> it is true though it is very hard to be human and i think i don't know i guess today's episode um we're not gonna dive into what it's like to be human but we're going to talk about our latest single it's called uh yeah. nautic um, and we will also be diving into some of the things that we wish we knew before uh, we chose to do music as a trade. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, let's just dive straight into the single. This one is Nautic.
this is definitely uh it's definitely one of the favorite tracks we've ever done for me my personal mm. favorite i think we found something that was new um mm. when we were writing it uh we've never really done something like this before yeah it's like a it's a for me personally it's a whole different sound experience in the realms of doing things with a- as avery foss and right? yeah it's like a it's it's something that it was i guess the word is uncomfortable but at the same time it's like exhilarating because it's something that it's like adding a new ingredient to your already okay recipe and not knowing what's going to happen mm. what's going to come mm. out out mm. of it so that that's the feeling that i got with this track um but at the same time it's it kind of gave me like a fresh perspective to towards like working with this song and the process all in all it's pretty exciting and just to see it come to life from a to b um to be honest like i didn't expect it to come out this way <laughs> yeah yeah and that's why i love it um we've been at refos for about four and a half years almost half a decade and after a while writing and writing it becomes like we know what we know it's okay that's an Avery Foss sound that's mm. not you know we kind of know and there's like a a cycle of like a specific template yeah like there is a form of similarity that m- sometimes just feels a bit mm. mundane it's like what else can we do there's yeah. a lot more but uh, I think with writing this way and allowing ourselves to let our experience of 2021 um, lead Mm. I honestly think that that was the only rule. There was no other rule of like, oh, does that sound, does it sound like every fossil? That has come up before, but I think with this track and with the earlier singles, Mm. um, even though something was different, like this this time round, there was a lot more brass. There was, Mm. uh, it's a bigger sound. um, It's uh, a lot more upbeat. Mm. And these things are new for the band per se. But it didn't feel. It felt like it was exactly where it was supposed to be. Yeah. And um, it's it's not like uh, oh we're going with a different sound or oh, for the sake of going with a different sound. Yeah. Um, all in all, it it still it's still grounded in a sense in the, in every false way. It's just. Um, I think experience sometimes can be limiting. Mm. Like we've written, we feel like we've written enough. We feel like we know, but actually we don't know <laughs> as much as we do. So it was very liberating when we found, how did we, I think Nautic was an interesting one to write because we actually, it was birthed through a remote writing session that we tried multiple times, but it never worked for us somehow. It could have been just, you know, bad internet or... And we, um, we've already stuck with that process of, like, passing the ball all these years. So it's it's a, it's a different it's a different way of working. We're very true. comfortable with that. So this was pretty new in the sense, in the context of Avery Foss. That's true. Even when we were in the same room, we never really communicated. It was a <laughs> tag team since day one. So this was new. And because, you know, we we are in, I'm in East Malaysia and you are in Brunei where 
you know, both places don't have the best internet. Yeah. So we just kind of gave up altogether and was like, you know what? It's probably Wait. not worth it because Wait. we would end up like frustrated. We would end up so like annoyed and, and not not be productive at all. Yeah, like whatever inspiration I had thirty minutes ago uh, is down the drain. Let's maybe yeah. watch like Modern Family or something else. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. I'm tired. I don't want to think about that anymore. Yeah, like, man. The the session wouldn't load or like, can you hear me? Hello, hello. No sound. Hello. No sound. Oh. You're in the room with us. <laughs> <laughs> it's so annoying. Um, yeah. But I I don't know for some for some reason this worked, uh, and uh, we actually in that same session uh, there were more than one there was more than just Nautic there was birth, yeah. um, and um, this song was yeah it just felt I remember coming up with that line boom, ba, ba, boom, hmm. da, da, on the guitar yeah and then I think when you heard it. Uh, like the what, line worked yeah. but then the we line, were like we like yeah we needed something else like listening to it I was like yeah this is definitely like something something Avery Foss-ish but I don't know like at that moment in time um, I just I guess it it all just comes naturally I guess especially with the how we write stuff um, the idea of it having to go somewhere was like birthed from the realization that ah, we're the year is almost coming to an end, and kind of like felt reflective with being in that position. Like there was sudden realization of which month we were in. <laughs> like kind of hit me with like hit it, it it legit hit me like a truck. I think especially like when I was preparing for this podcast, it hit me like a truck once again, realizing how. <laughs> close we are to ending the year so that kind of influenced me greatly to just that thought of yes it's it's there but it has to go somewhere else it has to kind of like break off like take off or like fly off somewhere else especially with this song in mind and the whole inspiration with just how the song progressed especially towards the end where it just all goes fanfare like crazy celebration kind of feeling. It's heavily influenced by just um, that, I guess that entire process in my, in my headspace where um, just being stuck in that limbo, uh, thinking that everything is still chill and all, and then suddenly take off from there <laughs> it yeah. feels like a slingshot slingshot feeling yeah i remember we spent i think for this track for nautic we spent the most time trying to paint that picture so we mm. knew immediately that this it needed a lot more tlc in mm. progression and in the yeah. storytelling than we've ever done before yeah um and I remember we spent a lot of time in my head. In my head, I just kept thinking in the first section before we went into that big chorus. Mm. The first section just kept, I just kept hearing the horns and kind mm. of like a bon voyage kind yeah. of farewell. And we spent a long time trying to get that right. Um, and I remember we had this, I think we were just texting on WhatsApp and we were exchanging notes and I was trying to paint you a picture of like oh imagine everybody at the dock and like saying goodbye and when you're alone and like 
a, 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 a spaceship or like on a ship and that moment of solitude 10 seconds before takeoff or 10 seconds before it gets you get essentially pushed into the ocean mm. there is that moment of silence and we were and i was like so excited and you were like yeah yeah i get it i get it and when we got to the next draft we like, that's another section it. of the song <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you know uh it was funny um because i think we spent the entire morning literally thinking that we were on the same page yeah and that was interesting um but it was really nice to be able to what the moment we landed on the The same same page page, when we saw the same thing that was it like done like i get you and you get me yeah we're 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 feeling the same things (laughs) and we know where to go now uh, mm-hmm. and and yeah i just love this track so much because i remember you know when i was uh in the middle when i started working on a top line um i was really it took me a while to figure out what were the words that were right um for the track uh mm-hmm. especially at that breakdown section Never getting all night along about the shoreline. That part, yeah. uh, when 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 I heard uh, your production on that section, and I knew that the vocals, I knew what the vocal production was supposed to be, but I didn't know what I was supposed to say. Um, so when I heard what you did on that breakdown section, um, it reminded me of uh, being on a ship or on a boat. Um, mm late at night when it's just probably you and looking out at the vast ocean and with still waters um that kind of like journaling Mm. mood or imagery that vision stuck with me i think i love nautic because whenever i listen to it i have very vivid imagery in my head of Mm. what it's like and it's not always that way like with other songs sometimes yeah uh, it's a feeling that's very vivid but i don't necessarily picture something um but this one was very vivid for me visually and mm. it feels like it's such a trip this song like yeah. not trippy trip but like <laughs> it's such it a journey <laughs> it's, oh it could be <laughs> whatever floats your boat pun intended it is the process is very psychedelic for me uh, especially how it transitions. It starts from A being chill. Gen- like, just to summarize things, just to simplify things, how it starts from chill and then goes to this crazy, uh, sonically different uh, sensation. I think that's mm-hmm. the... I think those are the two things that's very vivid for me. Like, sonically and emotionally, it's very distinct. And mm-hmm. it's al- it's different. It's different with... Yeah. It's always different with each of the songs, but I feel like this is the very first song that it has been this sonically and emotionally vivid because of all the different contrasts, all of the different transitions, and just being in that moment and in that stage of life when we were working on the song as well. And it's yeah. it's 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 very it's very such the the emotions and the ideas and the inspiration is very saturated to that one yeah. point of working on it i also 
think that this track is a bit different because a lot of times some of our tracks may be um, up for interpretation. Mm. So maybe we're trying to convey a feeling or we're just trying to convey an abstract inspiration per se. Uh, but with this one, we knew exactly what the progression was. Mm. Um and we knew exactly what we wanted people to feel. Yeah. So it's still up for interpretation. Um, mm-hmm. But compared to our other tracks, this one, um, although not exactly very vocal driven, but this mm. track, I think, was very specific. Yeah, I, I guess like there's no better way to explain it this song really was the, the one thing that was very necessary with this song was actually knowing what we want and knowing um what we wanna like share and yeah. express and <laughs> if we did if we didn't really know what we want we wouldn't even know what we're gonna do as the song progresses especially when uh i guess quote unquote we're on um, uncharted territories in a sense as sonically or emotionally as well with how the song turned out and I guess it really saved it really saved both of us uh, really actually <laughs> being very like I guess like the word is to commit to what we wanted with <laughs> yeah yeah the word of the season for us has been commit <laughs> oh man yeah I, I it's very i guess like um it's very refreshing as well knowing than not knowing at all because i guess yeah, like a, yeah, a lot of pro- yeah. a lot of the process well before this is always like new discoveries um, um finding out new thought finding finding out new things and just experimenting with well i wouldn't go i wouldn't go as far as saying that we didn't know what we wanted with all the other songs i think we've always known but um we have always been um a a, a bit more abstract with our expression Mm. i think uh a lot more abstract with our musical expression um but with nautic i think we just decided to you know what i let's just take the rain and um just tell people how we feel Mm. uh we wanted something that could anchor everyone as much as we can. So, uh, yeah, being very vivid with with the track was very important for us to like convey the message, and also very important for us to, <laughs> I guess, communicate with each other through the, throughout yeah. the process of working with this track. <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, we're as we're recording this podcast, we are also in the process of <laughs> writing uh, a couple other tracks, and we uh, are very excited to hopefully soon be able to announce what's mm. up our sleeves. Is that yeah. the right? Yeah, that that's the right word. Yeah, yeah. All I can say with this track is I love it, and I you know sometimes with tracks, when you're done working with it, you're done with it. Um, you like I probably won't revisit, you know, a, a lot of the tracks that I've worked on, um, generally, uh, until I've given it a bit of time mm. and space. But with this one, it just feels, it just like 
I, I, I've been going back to it. I think I probably contributed to a lot of the streams, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I just, I just love it. Yay! Um, I just love the track. It's very dear to my heart. Um, and uh, yeah, that's all I have to say about Nautic. I, again, it's one of the tracks where I definitely I hope more people will get to hear it. Mm. Um, but even if only ten people did, but these ten people were deeply deeply uh was was an experience for them i'm happy these are the things that generally unless like especially when you're working with songs taking nautic for example i guess it kind of teaches you something as a person and it kind of of course like we want to convey something to whoever that's listening to it but i guess like for me personally it's something that kind of helps me grow as like as a person as well i agree with you i think with every track that we write we gain experience Mm -hmm. uh it also isn't easy to always to commit to you know we said earlier uh we want to do this bi-monthly we want to write a track and this and that um but there's so much that comes with it because that's this is not what we do like this is not the only thing that we do Mm. we uh like our day jobs are, we are musicians. That's our day job, and we are also part of this band um, and this little thing that we're trying to mm. um, grow. So it's not always easy because I think, um, I like today we want to talk about the things that we wish we knew before we chose music as our career. Mm. And uh, you know, when when we're when we're talking about this and also going through this year and reflecting. Um, I was thinking about my time when music was not my job. Music was just something that I wanted to build. Mm. Um, And then I decided I wanted to be a musician. I wanted to make music full time Mm. Um, in 2019, I think, or 2018. I don't remember anymore. Um, But it was around that time when then it very quickly, the harsh realization that, you know, um, it means that, even when you're sick and tired of music, which I thought I would never be, because it's your job, mm. you gotta keep going. Mm. Uh, and I wish someone would. I mean, actually, I think somebody once told me that, but I was kind of too young and too. My head was in the clouds, and I was like, "Yeah, no, I'm gonna love it. <laughs> it's what I want to do for my whole life." But let's be real, we do get tired of it, and yeah. it's not a nice feeling. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's like for me, I guess the things that I always tell people is like it's not any different if you it's not any different with having like a full time career with anything else unless like you super 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 love it. There are always times where you like um I you just wish you don't want to do this anymore or you just wish you want to stop but you can't because of like different things coming in your life and it's something that's necessary for you to do as well it's actually not any different with like uh, being in a music career I think that's one thing that people nobody told me nobody told me about like I guess like more specific specifically it's like um no one told me that uh nah i don't i don't think it's something that no one told me but i guess it's something that um no one told everybody else that um even though from the outside it looks picturesque you're doing what you love and all but um 
it's、uh, when you when you're in it for so long, it's never any different from doing anything else in life, doing like a different job and all. There's always you'll you'll always come to the same plateau where.、Um, You feel like you don't want to do it anymore. You feel like it's a it's a drag or it's a chore and or and all that kind of thing.、Uh, that's I guess I guess that's one thing that no one told me about. <laughs> Interesting and yeah, wow. And you went to music like you went to uni like you studied music and no one it never came up. I guess I guess it's not something that people usually share about because. Okay. To to be honest, like I don't know some, especially when I started off, it's something that it's it's a reality that I do feel like a lot of people, especially in the music scene, gatekeep most of the time. Just the harsh reality of things, because <laughs> once you break down and expose yourself to the harsh reality of it, it just feels very.、Um, <laughs> It just, just gonna... it, it just kills your self esteem, and, <laughs> and 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 also like, and also, I guess there's that sense of pride and,、uh, I guess a level of ego, especially you're doing something that you love, you're doing something that you always wanted to do the entire life. You don't want to go around telling people like, yeah, this is any no any different than any other job. It's It sucks sometimes, right, and right, yeah, right. and that's that's not a lot of that's not something that a lot of people back when I was like trying to work all these things kind of like talk about. They always talk about. I guess they always talk about like they they always try to make themselves look as good as possible. Interesting. I I never really had that experience.、Uh, I think our experiences are quite different. Um, like when I chose to do music as a career,、um, I was essentially binding my hobby together with my job, and、um, I didn't know that that was gonna be slightly problematic down the road. Nobody loves their jobs twenty four seven, but if you're working like another job that is completely Detached from your hobby, at least when you get off work, what do you、mm. do? You run to your hobby. Yeah. But music was also my hobby, so where I had nowhere to, I had nowhere else to run, and I didn't know that that was an issue until, I don't know, maybe very recently, I've like realized that, oh, I need to find something else. If not, I'm gonna spiral because then I don't have a, I don't have a hobby to keep me sane,、mm. and that hobby that used to keep. Me saying was my job that was driving、it's、me insane. It's not a hobby anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's not a hobby anymore. It's something that I need to. It, it's um, it's a job. It's a career. It's um, it's、mm. my responsibility. Um, and that was something that I think I have been made aware when I was younger. I didn't know too many people that was doing music. I come from you know、uh, a background where there was just not a lot of working musicians. So like, I just really didn't. Get to see that, and、uh, so the only path to realization was to experience it myself. Trial by fire. Yes, <laughs> precisely.、Um, so yeah, I I mean it's not exactly something that I wish someone had told me, but I guess you know some of these things, you just can't. 
I don't know. It's like when the world is just trying to tell you you can be like you can chase your dreams. I think it's hard as well, especially when you're starting off. Um, I guess like right now we do wish people kind of tell us about stuff like this, but then it's. I, I don't know. I can imagine it being very hard to kind of accept these facts, especially when you're starting off. Especially if you have a lot of aspirations, you're basically fueled by aspirations and dreams. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah I'm, it's like yeah. no, I'm gonna like hustle and grind. I'm gonna yeah. do all it takes to make it. I'm gonna make it. And then when that grind, when that grind, or when that hustle, be- when like, it happens, <laughs> when that, when that happens for a year, that's fine. When that happens for two years. Okay, yeah. when that's been going on for like eight years and ten years, and you see your peers or even people that are, that 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 has that that have spent significantly less time, mm. quote unquote, make it, or achieve yeah. success that you want. Yeah, that's hard, man. Yeah, like hard. I'm not gonna lie. It's always that's hard. I guess like especially in in music career, like I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. Uh, there's always that. Oh, that that kind of culture. I don't know what I don't know if it's the right term, but it's the compare culture will always be there. You'll always be comparing yourself with everybody else. Yeah. It's it's a fact so you can't really run away from it, even so though bad. like there's always a certain amount of compare culture in each and every one of us, even though like let's say yeah, even though you're saying like, Oh, I don't really care about whatever people are going for like wherever they are in life whether they're more successful or less successful i'm just gonna do my own thing no that's a lie (laughs) yeah like social media i don't think it's just the creative industry i think it's we've been taught of one type of success and regardless of whether or not that's what you want if you don't have that you're a Mm. failure almost kind of um and social media is not I don't know. I think the industry has changed so much since uh, I decided to take this on as a career, to take music on as a career. I think it has changed so much. Like I didn't, I knew that there was a business involved. I, I think at the time when I was like 17, 16, streaming wasn't even a thing yet. So my decision of like, oh, coming into the music career was influenced by what the industry was not what it's becoming or what it is so when it Mm. very quickly shifted and it's continuously shifting um i was just telling i was just telling a friend i was just telling crystal yesterday a friend of ours i was like well this some days i just feel like this is not the career i signed up for like it wasn't in the tnc it was like a different contract that i signed um and some days it feels like that because it has changed so much and I just feel like I'm playing catch up. Um, and that's at least what it's like for me, like to be very real. It's not a space where, okay, here's a book. You have all the answers in that book. It's not a space where let's go to this lecture, let's go to this workshop and it has all the answers that you have to be successful or to prepare yourself to be in this um in this line of work it doesn't work that way it's always majority of it is always just jumping into it with the tools or the knowledge that you currently have and to make sure that you come out of it alive stronger with more knowledge with more experience 
it's always like that. Your threshold to be able to handle failure and rejection needs to be exceptionally high because there's an immense amount of that in uh, in in the creative industry, really. Um, and specifically in the music industry, it's, you know, we're not the same as when we were 16 or 18 and super hopeful. We're a lot more realistic now being in a scene for a couple years. More, more, more jaded. <laughs> like, you know, the outcome and the amount of effort. The ROI doesn't add up. <laughs> most of the time it doesn't. But um, I don't know. Like, I've honestly toyed with the idea of, like, what if I did something else? Um, this thought kind of comes to mind. Um, but time and time again, I just find myself, I don't know, maybe like, maybe artists or creatives in general, maybe we're just like sadists. But every time we say like, oh, I, like that was, like making that album was such a, oh, experience. Like it, it took so much out of me physically, mentally, emotionally. I'm not going to do that again. And then, like, two weeks down the line, I would say yes to another project. I'm like, oh, I want to give myself a break. Yeah. I, I, that sounds like a problem. Um, but I've met so many artists or creatives that we're mm. this, we're just, yeah. we're like that. We're that way. Mm. I don't know why. We just can't stop doing it. I mean... I, I believe that the most amazing art the most amazing works comes out from people who are very sensitive with so many things, who are very strong emotionally and very mm. sensitive emotionally as well. Um, and these kind of people potentially create like the craziest display of creativity, this the craziest display of art in a sense. But then I, I guess like, like, Putting that aside, it's also these people who are the most, I guess, that has the highest risk of going wherever um, that's not like a good space to be in, to spiral into somewhere else that you don't want to spiral into. So it's, it's a, I guess, like it's a give and take kind of thing. I, I yeah, I think it's, uh, we have, we have a greater potential mm. than most people to spiral um, because we are a mm. lot more we allow ourselves to be a lot more vulnerable in most cases like having music as a career it's hard to navigate because then not only do you need to be good at your craft and your art you mm. kind of need to be a good business person too or if you're not a good business person yeah. uh, mm. get someone else that understands your vision and do that business portion but a lot of us most of us um are wearing multiple hats at the same time and it can be challenging because then you know it is a very different headspace to be when you're completely bare and vulnerable with making your art but as a business person that's yeah. mm, that you want to protect yourself a bit more yeah it goes back to our discussion earlier how it's all about us trying to catch up with uh, what's relevant in the career sense of things. It's like, like building a business, building your empire, building a company. Yeah. It is what yeah. it is. That that yeah. is true. I do agree with that. Um, yeah. I just didn't I just I think my eighteen year old self or sixteen year old self didn't think that yeah, I just thought that, you know, uh I didn't have to take care of that. Yeah, I think it's a 
I think it's very like if you're talking about really specific things, like going back to the idea of you wish somebody told you before you even dived into in it into a music career. It's hard for me to tell someone this is what you need to do specifically because the next day it's gonna be different. It's and then the next day it's gonna be I will have to tell you something different, completely irrelevant to what I told you during the first day. I think it's in a education side of things. If you're going, if you're gonna lock down into one something, I think it's very close to impossible. It's it's always because it's always changing. Yeah. Like I see, it's, it's I know what you mean. Changing. I know what you mean because I was. I'm very grateful that when I first started out, I had, um, I had good. Um, mentors. I had people in my life that I that I met, and they were very um, encouraging, um, very nurturing. I was given a lot of opportunity. I was given a lot of advice, like oh, you, like even navigating in the local scene before I went over to KL mm. and this and that. It was a lot of. I I was given a lot of advice. Really, I was. Uh, but I don't know. I guess along the along the way when. Ultimately, exactly, I precisely what you said. It's something that changes all the time. So mm. even going to uni, at the end of your third year degree, what you learn in the first year is proven to be obsolete um, yeah. because information changes and mm. learning never stops. Um, yeah. I, I don't know. I guess it's, it's, it's one of those things where it's experience. You need to learn it with experience and that's... That's pretty mm. much it. And kind of have to be in that, I guess, train yourself to be in that proper mental fortitude and proper headspace and, I guess, way of thinking of always trying to chase something rather than simmer in one position for too long because that's just how it is with the music industry. Yeah, well... The only constant is change. Yeah, I think there. If we were given all day, like an eight-hour podcast to talk about uh, all the things that we wish we knew uh, when we were younger, I think uh, I think an eight-hour podcast would not be enough. I would and be broken emotionally. <laughs> I would have a mental <laughs> breakdown. This is like therapy. This is not a podcast episode. Um, unpacking all my uh, emotional trauma from being like a musician as a career. But um, I so yeah, let's move on to something that we, it's like a customary tradition. Elisha, take it away. All right. Yay. So before we end this podcast, as per every false podcast tradition, we shall close it with our most favorite wow i kind of stopped there because most favorite okay most favorite makes sense okay anyway uh, before we end this podcast we will we shall close off with our traditional closing off segment which is i love it our, <laughs> our worst advice Ooh. So for those who haven't heard our previous podcast which you should please <laughs> Um, how this how this segment goes is that each of us will ask each of us a question of uh, a question or more like a situation where how would you give your worst advice to whoever that is be that is put in that situation. 
So let's start. Who wants to start first? Um, <laughs> it's a. Fr- um, you go first. All right, I'll go first. <laughs> I was like, what's the worst? I was like, after the whole segment, I was like, since we're in the topic of it, I was about to ask, like, what's the worst advice you can give to someone who wants to be in a music career? <laughs> That's just taking the easy way out. Nope. Yeah. That's cheating. All of the above. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, but, but yeah, uh, my actual, my actual, actual question to you, Phoebe Ten, Ting, Tim. Why? Tim? <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> you have a new name now, Kim. So, so what? <laughs> So, okay, okay. So, what's the worst advice you can give to someone who... What's that okay. long silence? So, I was like, wait. <laughs> so, what's what's the worst advice that you can give to someone who wants to change a car tire? Worst advice for someone that, wants to, that needs to change a car tire? Yeah. Um, I'm the perfect person to ask because although I have my driving license, although I went through the uh, wor- the required workshop training, I do not know how to change a car tire. That was not my intention when I asked this question, <laughs> but yes, please do. What is your worst advice? Um, I would imagine that um, you would... I don't know what's a bad advice because I don't even know what's a good advice. Like I literally don't know how to do it. So I guess uh, I'm just going on a... I'm just going with my gut feeling of what Simulate is... Simulate yourself. What? <laughs> Simulate yourself. Imagination. Um, a bad advice... Um, I don't know. I'm just going to go and say that maybe like a bad advice would be... Uh, I don't know. Just, just do it in the middle of the road. <laughs> I mean, just put I out wish. that... You know that triangle? You know yeah. that sign? You just put it there and then... Just change on the spot. Do it. <laughs> like, is that not what? Like, am I, if I need to change a car tire, I need to change a car tire. It's an emergency. It's not, I'm not public, uh, I'm not causing public inconvenience. I am, but not out of free will. Menace so. to society. <laughs> <laughs> so are you not supposed to do that? Is that not why that triangle sign is in your boot? Okay, that triangle sign in your boot is meant for if for any situation you cannot move your car to the side of the wo- the road. Even if you're on the side of the road, you kind of still need it. It's not actually needed because you're in the middle of the road. It's actually needed for whenever that you have to stop in any part of the road. Right, yeah, so I'm right. Yeah. So is that a bad... Yeah. So did I was that a bad advice? <laughs> Actually, it's a it's a bad advice to think that that is your key to protection. <laughs> <laughs> I thought like people would see them and be like, "Oh, she needs help. Let's like just either help her or leave her alone, you know?" Like don't <laughs> <laughs> Never. Uh, as someone who has experienced flat tires before, um, there is no way on earth that you having a flat tire would not give you a chance to actually go to the side of the road. Wait, so I can there drive? There is no way. You can still drive with a flat tire. What if I realize like two hours too late? <laughs> 
<laughs> no, 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 no. You you will realize how would you not realize? I don't know. If it's, still dr- if, it's if it's rolling, it's working. <laughs> it's so hard to kind of like tell people. Like right now, we're experiencing it. It's really hard for me to explain to you how it feels like driving with a flat tire. Okay. Well, hopefully, oh, <laughs> hopefully, I get to experience it um, in a safe, controlled situation, so I know what it's like, like a simulation. <laughs> so to overwrite that bad advice, I would implore everyone who is listening to this podcast to please, if you experience it, you will know. You will know. Okay, it's like and it's like trying to give yeah. birth. Like I will know when I'm trying to have a baby. Yeah, you will. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a fair? Uh, I, I guess. I guess it's not as painful, but yes, the the notion of knowing it when it happens. Okay. And Noted. you, you just. I got please, you. Please park on the side. Please. I got you. I don't got you, but I got you. <laughs> You'll get me when you experience it. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for that uh, very right. helpful workshop. I found this more useful than my driving <laughs> workshop that I had to go to. Um, but here's yes, my yes. situation for you. What is uh, the worst advice you could give someone that is caught in the middle of a thunderstorm outdoors without any shelter? Outdoors without any shelter. My worst advice. Jump for joy. It's raining. Be happy. <laughs> that's not a bad advice. I would do that. <laughs> no, that's bad advice. Why? <laughs> because if there is no shelter, you're the highest point oh. in a given area. <laughs> and I would not suggest you to jump even further <laughs> higher than how tall you are. Oh, God. <laughs> I just, I just unknowingly potentially like place myself in fatal danger. <laughs> oh my gosh, you didn't know about this. Oh my gosh, good thing this happened. Good I didn't think this worst advice segment happened. I saved uh, you. I mean, I do know in that two different situations. I do know that it kind. I do know that if you're the highest point, you're in danger. Um, but I didn't. Yeah, I didn't think of that. No. <laughs> I saved you into varying situations. Road. See, this is why, and as funny as this is, it's very useful for people like me that are yes. not street smart at all. <laughs> like, not smart. <laughs> I'm surprised when you said that's not a better. But it was like, what has this girl been smoking? <laughs> <laughs> what has she gone through? <laughs> what has she gone through? What has she not experienced or seen in her life? <laughs> That's how you know I lived a very sheltered life. <laughs> sheltered uh, life, no pun intended. <laughs> that was a good one. Ten points for you. Um, yeah. So that was a. I enjoyed this segment. I think this was a lot more informative than uh, mm. any of us expected it to be, especially yeah. for me. Thank you for listening with us, as always. Um, if you haven't checked out our uh, other episodes, go ahead. Um, please listen. Um, please, please. If you haven't checked please. out our songs as well, um, we've uh, we've written quite a few, 
and um, it's all on Spotify. You can buy them on iTunes Everywhere. or every other uh, music streaming service of your choice. So, uh, shall we end this? Will this be the final episode of the year? I think so. Maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Like see this we'll is see. this is how this is how organized the band is. Um it may or may not be the final episode. So in case we don't see you for the rest of the year, um Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Uh we'll probably hopefully see you um in twenty twenty two. In twenty twenty two. In less than two months. <laughs> and we have uh more music coming out. We cannot wait mm-hmm. to announce them. And in the meantime, if you wanna know more um follow us on social media we are primarily on instagram Instagram. and we have stuff on youtube say hi on facebook as well uh we are on twitter but barely but yeah that's about it uh thank you for listening once again Mm -hmm. and um see you soon goodbye